the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is your source for breaking news and what to make of it all. This is the Mike Gallagher Show. Joe Biden is losing his ability to speak. By the way, you docs are good, but there's any angels in heaven, they're all nurses, male and female. And you'll probably sound like that, too, if you make it to Joe Biden's age. We will also. The FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Now, from the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike Gallagher. <laughs> Eric Hansen has filed a complaint with HR here at Team Gallagher and Salem Media Group. He felt very guilty about having to put the clip of Joe Biden um, mumbling from the podium in the open. It does feel really wrong to make fun of old people, doesn't it? Did you see uh, Tucker Carlson's monologue? I've got a lot of great news today. This is really kind of a uplifting, positive time we're living in right now some good stuff's happening good stuff's happening chicago i don't know i didn't have any high confidence you'd do it but they did bye-bye Lori lightfoot woke uh loses in chicago and it wasn't even close she lost by a landslide and uh, of course she's now blaming her defeat on the fact that she's a black woman in America. <laughs> I can't believe You know, some of these politicians have zero shame. She's literally saying that. A reporter said, were you treated unfairly? She said, of course. I'm, I'm, black. I'm a black woman in America. Ah, I got it. But <laughs> let's go back to bigger picture, the commander-in-chief. Um, Biden I- insists on giving speeches. And his speech in Virginia, Virginia Beach, didn't go all so well, all that well yesterday. You docs are good, but there's any angels in heaven, they're all nurses, male and female. You know why? You guys let us, you guys make us, allow us to live. Nurses make you want to live. Huh? No idea what that was. Was that the same as the open, Eric? Was that the same thing in the show up? It was the same clip. Play it one more time from the beginning. Let's just listen to the guy who's got his finger near the nuclear codes, the commander-in-chief, the leader of the free world. I give you the 46th president of the United States who has promised to be apparently running for re-election in 2024. By the way, you docs are good, but there's any angels in heaven, they're all nurses, male and female. You know why? You guys let us, you guys make us... Allow us to live. Nurses make you want to live. There you go. And I'm not even including the part where he says Nurse Florence came into his hospital room and did things that no nurse has ever been trained to do. 
you hear that? That's not too creepy. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing to see here. It's all normal. Everything's okay with Joe Biden. Do not question his age. He's knocking on the door of 90, but he's a he's a young 90. Tucker talked about it last night, a really important monologue. And, you know, again, it's not pleasant. I'm not comf- I don't feel comfortable making fun of, of an old man. I want to be old someday. I want everybody who's listening to me and watching me right now to be old. I want us all to live to 99. I'm not sure I want any of us to run the, the country when we're 99, but that's apparently what the Democrats seem hell-bent on doing. Check out what Tucker said last night about the obvious regarding President Biden. 82-year-old men should not be running countries. They're not strong enough mentally or physically. Everybody knows that, very much including any 82-year-old man you ask. The people around Joe Biden certainly know that. How could they not know that? They watch him, and you do too. Here's Joe Biden in Warsaw, Poland, just last week. The questions we faced were as simple as they were profound. Would we respond? Or would we look the other way? Would we be strong? Or would we be weak? Would we, would we, would we the, all of our allies, would be united or divided? So we played clips like that a million times for you over the past few years. We could play a million more because Joe Biden talks like that every day. At this point, it's how he talks. Joe Biden is losing his ability to speak. That's not a secret. It's not something you learn from our confidential sources and are bringing to you for the first time tonight exclusively. That is obvious to the entire world. And you'll probably sound like that, too, if you make it to Joe Biden's age. We will also. It's not weird. It's natural. It's not an attack on Joe Biden. Hardly. It's an observation. But because it's natural, we have been commanded to ignore it. He's right. He's absolutely right. And uh, you know what I like? It feels like the American people are starting to say, you're not telling me what to ignore or what, how I can think anymore. We've had it. We've had it with the thought, the thought police. We've had it with being censored, being stifled. The American people are fed up. And apparently Chicagoans were fed up. That's an incredible story. Uh, I didn't really, I wasn't too excited about Chicago. I thought, nah, the Chicago voters won't, won't get it right. She got clobbered. And I'm reading here that moments ago, the Democrat Chicago mayor blamed racism and her gender for her landslide defeat. A reporter asked if she had been treated unfairly, and I thought, by whom? The media? You think the media treated Lori Lightfoot unfairly? But he, the reporter teed her up for the perfect answer. I'm a black woman in America. Of course. Um, I'm a black woman. Let's not forget. Certain folks, frankly, don't support us in leadership roles. That's an embarrassment. That's an absolute embarrassment. And to, to see that crime skyrocketed on her watch, everybody knows it. When you're woke, that doesn't work with law enforcement or policing or the judicial system. Being woke doesn't work. The bad guys want woke. They want no cash bail. 
They want to get away with crimes and not be incarcerated. They want to be able to torch police cars and and sock cops in the mouth and not be held accountable. Lori Lightfoot and Chicago proves it. This is an amazing thing, what happened. She didn't lose. She got clobbered. It was a landslide. Was it 13, 15% or something she got? She didn't lose. She got trounced. And it gives me hope. It gives me hope for this country. I, I am hopefully, I'm cautiously optimistic that we're about to start getting things right. Let's see if you agree or not. Our number is 800-655-MIKE. Welcome aboard. It's Wednesday, the 1st of March, March 1st, 2023. In the ReliefFactor.com studios, I want to put your voice front and center. What do you make of Lori Lightfoot blaming her race and her gender for her landslide defeat? Are you the slightest bit surprised? And do you agree with me that woke being progressive doesn't comport with Law enforcement with judicial reform, with with crime and safety in the streets of America. 800-655-MIKE, 800-655-6453. We have an open line just for you. Hope you join us. For all things Mike Gallagher, go to MikeOnline.com. You'll find the stories Mike talks about every day, plus video clips, Mike on TV, and special offers exclusively for Mike Gallagher Show listeners. It's all waiting for you at MikeOnline.com. That's MikeOnline.com. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, a church, or nonprofit, and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do all the work and then take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low, reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org today because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org, COVIDTaxRelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. is your source for breaking news and what to make of it all. This is the Mike Gallagher Show. Joe Biden is losing his ability to speak. By the way, your docs are good, but there's any angels in heaven that are all nurses, male and female. And you'll probably sound like that, too, if you make it to Joe Biden's age. We will also. The FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Now, from the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike Gallagher. What is it they say about revenge? It's a dish best served cold. 
when Kaylee McEnany was the White House press secretary, the former mayor of Chicago, the outgoing mayor, Lori Lightfoot, called Kaylee a Karen. And you know the, the expression, you know, Karen is a busybody, nosy neighbor who goes to the manager and complains about something. Lori Lightfoot, comic wit that she is, referred to Kaylee McEnany as a Karen. After Lori Lightfoot's landslide defeat in Chicago, where the voters woke up and rejected woke and rejected the crazed, far-left, radical, anti-police ideology of Lori Lightfoot, uh, Kaylee McEnany had an opportunity to do a little gloating last night. I stood at the podium in the White House and I called out Chicago's crime because in the Trump White House, we cared about the victims of crime. She responded and called me a Karen. So she had enough time to call out the White House press secretary as a Karen rather than focusing on crime in her city. So I loved your dance moves. That was fun to watch on TikTok, although they really weren't. They weren't good. Um, But sorry, Karen here, you lost. Uh, Ouch. Ouch is right. Hey, Karen Lightfoot, you lost. Um, And it turns out that critics, of course, are her critics are breathing a sigh of relief. Of course, under Lori Lightfoot, Chicago has seen soaring crime rates. Um, She had a terrible relationship with law enforcement. Now, I I don't want you to get too excited about Paul Vallis. He's the uh, Chicago Public Schools CEO He does seem to be decidedly more supportive of police than she was. But did you hear what he said about Ron DeSantis a couple of weeks ago? I mean, it was brutal. I think he he calls DeSantis a fascist. And it was a weird situation. The Chicago FOP, and I'm going to ask our buddy Dan Proft about this at the bottom of the hour, uh, the morning answer host in Chicago on AM 560, The Answer, Dan Proft is going to join us to talk about the Lori Lightfoot humiliating defeat. And it is stunning. It is stunningly uh, humiliating for the Democrats, for her, for progressives. I mean, this is a this is a real blow, a real body blow to the mind, the George Soros mindset that progressives um, are really good for communities. The district attorneys who don't believe in truth and sentencing, and mayors like Lori Lightfoot who think it's racist to put a black guy in jail for a crime that they committed. This is They've taken a big, big, big defeat with the loss of Lori Lightfoot. Incidentally, she was asked by a reporter, gosh, I hope we can find this on tape. So far, there's no video or audio of it. But a reporter asked her if she had been treated unfairly. <laughs> She she answered, I'm a black woman in America, of course. I'm a black woman in America. That's why you lost? Well, why did you win? How did you become mayor of Chicago? Weren't you a black woman when you were elected? I guess being a black woman only only hurts you when you lose, but when you we're we're a country. I, you look around sometimes, astounding to me. How many black presidents, prime ministers, potentates 
do countries have all over the world? We're a country that saw eight years of, of a black man in the Oval Office. I don't believe that we've solved every racial problem in America. we got a long way to go. There's still a lot of racial strife and unrest, and I get that there are there's cynicism in communities with policing. No, we're, we're far from perfect. But we're better than most. And for a country that has seen major cities run by black men and women, a country run by a black man for two terms, for Lori Lightfoot to cry bigotry and racism as the reason for her defeat is really, really rich, isn't it? And I have to admit, I'm enjoying it a little too much. 800-655-MIKE, our toll-free number, and I hope you join us here. If you're in Chicago and you're smiling today, uh, and again, just be a little wary of this Paul Vallis. He's going to uh, face off against another progressive, Brandon Johnson. Uh, he's, he's no uh, Ronald Reagan either. But what a great development this is. What a, a tremendous achievement to see that even the Democrat voters of Chicago rejected the progressive ideology, the radical lunacy of Lori Lightfoot. Maybe L.A., New York, Baltimore, a lot of the other Democrat-run cities will fall by the wayside as well when it comes to these Democrats in control. Happy Wednesday, March the 1st. We're in the ReliefFactor.com studios. Uh, Great having you here. 800-655-MIKE is our number. Press 1 to come on air. Press 2 to leave a voicemail. Or text us your comments on the MyPillow text line, which is also 800-655-6453. However you get here, I hope you get here because we want to hear from you. When you need to say it now, text it. You can text Mike anytime at 800-655-MIKE. That's 800-655-6453. It's your direct pipeline to the happy conservative warrior. It's the MyPillow text line, 800-655-MIKE. Today, we're partnering with Food for the Poor to provide urgently needed food to some of the most impoverished countries in our hemisphere. I've traveled with Food for the Poor. I am so impressed with this organization. They're a great Christian ministry. You know, it's hard to imagine the impact interrupted planting cycles, rising food prices, and the lingering impact of COVID have on families who could barely feed their children to begin with. Today, a meal-for-meal match means that your one-time gift of $144 provides a family of four with food for a year. You know how good that's going to make you feel? Two meals a day for the next year for a family who struggled to get even a handful of rice or enough corn for a tortilla. Now, there are several ways to rescue a family through our campaign. You can go to MikeOnline.com, click on the red Send Food banner at the top of the page. You can text the keyword Mike to 91999. We'll send you back a link to make your life-saving gift, or just give them a call. My toll-free number is 844-860-HOPE. That's 844-860-4673. Food for the poor. Help us help them today.
Gallagher. So we found the quote uh, to, uh, from uh, Paul Vallis. Again, typical Chicago situation. The FOP endorses him, and then the FOP invites DeSantis to come speak. So, of course, now he's between a rock and a hard place. And here's what he said. I wholeheartedly agree with Governor Pritzker that there is simply no place in Chicago for a right-wing extremist like Ron DeSantis. And I'm disappointed in FOP leadership for inviting him to speak. And then he goes on to lie about DeSantis banning DeSantis' record of banning books on black history. That's such a bald-faced lie. He's not banning books on black history. This is not in line with my values, the values of our community, or the values of the rank-and-file police officers who I believe have no interest in getting swept up in culture wars. Oh, yeah. Uh, Why don't you talk to some of the cops in Chicago and see if they don't align very nicely with DeSantis or Trump or a, a, a typical Republican? So, believe me, before we get out the ticker tape parade materials for Paul Vallis, this guy's a piece of work, too. But he's no Lori Lightfoot, because Lori Lightfoot, as mayor of Chicago, is no more. Dan Proft is uh, the morning host on AM560, The Answer in Chicago, along with Amy Jacobson. Uh, Dan, you're smiling today. You know, I think a lot of Chicagoans are probably enjoying this defeat uh, of Lori Lightfoot uh, a little too much. Well, yeah, when more than eight in 10 Chicagoans vote against the incumbent mayor, then that's a pretty strong indicator that it's time for somebody new, and most Chicagoans understand that. But as yep. you were saying with Vallis and certainly with his opponent, Brandon Johnson, um, to you know, t- today, t- last night and today we celebrate for tomorrow – we may be base, uh, embracing maximum Marxism. And so that, that's the concern is uh, it's good to issue a repudiation of Lightfoot. But come April 4th, the runoff election, are we going to see things really improve in the city of Chicago? And I'm a skeptic. Yeah, and and I was just talking to a caller before you joined us who was telling us a little bit about this Brandon Johnson. But in the scheme of things, I, I think we probably need to, as you said, embrace the moment at least. This is historic. I, I was reading this is the first time in 40 years a one-term um, Chicago mayor has been defeated. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a mach- you, you're very familiar with machine towns. This has been a machine town for a long time. Right. And uh, the powers of incumbency are massive uh, for the mayor of the city of Chicago. So you really have to make an effort to destroy yourself the way that Lori Lightfoot did among a body politic that actually agrees with you when it comes to policies. Remember, this was not a repudiation of Lori Lightfoot's policies. It was a repudiation of the consequences of her policies that a lot of Chicagoans otherwise support when they don't connect the dots. But more than anything, it was a repudiation of her personality. She was just so personally off-putting, so personally disdainful. Uh, that people had enough of her, and so they decided to you know, rearrange the deck chairs, but but we're still sailing toward the iceberg. What, what I'm excited about, Dan, is seeing a rejection, even in a blue-blue city like Chicago, of these progressive uh, progressives who believe in this radical criminal justice reform, as they like to call it. And, you know, you look throughout the country, you look at Larry Krasner, uh, in, in in Pennsylvania, Alvin Bragg in New York, Kim Fox in, in your town. I mean, you've, you've got these progressives who somehow believe uh, 
that the whole system is racist and rigged, and therefore we're not going to have cash bail, we're, we're not going to sentence people to jail for crimes, and, and it's not working. I mean, you saw the video of, the, of the, the young black guy who just executed a white homeless guy in St. Louis this week. It was captured on video. This is very real for these cities. People who live in these cities and work in these cities are experiencing just hell, hell on earth. Uh, do, do you share my optimism that maybe the tide is turning as a result of Lori Lightfoot's stunning defeat? No, I don't. Um, Kim, Kim Fox was reelected uh, two years ago uh, in Cook County because of the city of Chicago. Uh, the city of Chicago residents and the politicians in this race running for mayor all support the Safety Act in Illinois, which is exactly what you're talking about. No cash bail, decarceration right. of criminals, uh, anti-prosecution, anti-incarceration of habitual offenders. You have 55 percent of those who voted yesterday voted for an out and proud Marxist of one candidate or the other. Right. So I think there's a long way to go to be able to say that Chicago residents are really interested in a paradigm shift. I think they repudiated Lori Lightfoot because, as I said, she was just so antagonistic personally. But uh, Brandon Johnson, for example, in the runoff, is even more hardcore Marxist than Lori Lightfoot was. Mm-hmm. And Paul Vallis, as you were just talking about with his comments against DeSantis and other comments he's made, is, you know, put his pee hat on and he's pandering because he thinks that's the way to get to the mayor's office. I don't think he's right, but that's what he's doing. So I, I think what you have in the choices, much like you had with Eric Adams in New York, right. you have people hoping that Eric Adams is going to be something markedly different. You have people hoping that Paul Vallis is going to be something markedly different. But I think what your choice really is, is between somebody who will more orderly manage the decline of Chicago versus someone who will press the pedal to the floor and destroy the city with catastrophic economic and justice policy. Well, it's interesting, too, that that the, that the left um, seems to think that I, I was reading uh, over at the New Republic, the conservative pseudo Democrat could become Chicago's next mayor. They're calling Paul Vallis uh, a, a conservative pseudo Democrat. Well, right. But I mean, remember that, you know, anything left of Lenin is conservative to the new republic <laughs> and people true. like that. What, what Paul Vallis did was sort of, you know, have a dalliance with a center-right voters because he wanted to get funding from center-right businessmen, which he did, right. because that was the only pathway for him to get the money he needed to compete. But soon, as soon as he got the money and as soon as he was positioned, being the only white candidate in the race of nine, to make the runoff, then he did exactly what you were just referencing. He uh, went on a full frontal assault uh, against center-right voters, made a mockery of their support, um, uh, ruthlessly and erroneously attacked Ron DeSantis. And that's not the only example. And Paul Vallis has been a guy looking for an office for the better part of years. This is the first election he's won, but not the first election in which he has run. And so I just don't trust the act. And right. because he uh, had some overtures to center-right voters for a, a finite period of time doesn't make him a conservative Democrat or, or anything like the new Republic is describing. We're visiting with Dan Proft. He's a morning host on AM560, The Answer, in Chicago, our, our, our station in Chicago. Proud to be on their team and always love to catch up with you, Dan, when we have a chance. I want you to hear a little bit of Lori Lightfoot's concession speech. She also told a reporter apparently this morning 
who said, were you treated unfairly? And she said, well, of course, I'm a black woman in America. And here's a little bit of her, her, her concession speech last night. Four years, four years ago, I looked into the camera and spoke directly to young people of color who look like me and to every kid who felt like I did um, when I grew up. And I'm going to do that again tonight. I told you back then that anything is possible with hard work. And I want you to know that no matter what happens along the way, you should always believe that because it's true. Believe that you can bring about change. Believe that uh, you matter. And believe that you can love who you want to love and do what you want to do and be who you want to be. You will not be defined by how um, you fall. You will be defined by how hard you work and how much you do good for other people. Well, I would agree with her that anything is possible, including your landslide defeat, Mayor Lightfoot. Can you imagine her saying that the reason she lost now is because she's a black woman in America and she was treated unfairly? Well, I mean, it's it's how she ended is how she started, and it's uh, it's it's the tale of Lori Lightfoot. It's why she got demolished yesterday. She when she won or when she ran and then won, she said, "I'm the triple threat. I'm black, I'm gay, and I'm female." So she didn't identify herself by her hard work and want people to judge her by her hard work. She wanted to be a, a judged by her identity, and uh, this and so. Now she's playing the role of the victim, which is this preposterous given the field and given Brandon Johnson. But, but she, but she's not. But Dan, she's, she's, but she's not alone. But she's and SEIU and, and all the yeah. public sector unions that play identity politics the same way she does. So you know that sort of charlatanry is why people tired of Lori Lightfoot. Um, I just uh, wonder if we're going to get different varietals of the same uh, race hustle, but from the the, the two perspective mayoral candidates. But that victim grievance is not alone. It's not unique to Lori Lightfoot. This is a strategy. This is a tactic of the left. I mean, again, for crying out loud, we live in a country where a black woman is a heartbeat away from the presidency. Second most powerful person in the government is a black woman. And yet Lori Lightfoot wants to paint a landscape. This is a country that's so grossly unfair to black women. Um, it's, it's like, boy, you know, you, you, you try to have your cake and eat it too. You know, I'm going to, I, I want to be, I, I, my qualification for a job is because I'm a black woman. And then if I lose, it's because I'm a black woman. Boy, it kind of, kind of, kind of convenient to have it both ways. Well, it's, it's a way to issue accountability. You know, right. um, what happened on my watch is not my fault. The fact that right. Chicago continues to lead the nation in murders and has every year since I've been mayor. That's not my fault. The economic decline in Chicago, the companies leaving Chicago, the residents fleeing Chicago like it's on fire, which it was several times during her tenure. That's not my fault. So it's got to be somebody else's fault. Oh, it's white supremacy. It's the the patriarchal society and so on and so forth. But, you know, I think there's enough people who see through that or to the extent uh, that she wants to wear that cloak, um, they're they're not buying it for her, at least. Well, thank goodness for that. Dan, we always appreciate your insights. Great catching up with you, and, uh, you know, we'll keep fighting, you know, live to fight another day. You keep fighting the good fight, my friend. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate your time. Take care. Dan Proft, uh, morning host on AM560, The Answer in Chicago. 
<laughs> Here's Martin in Colorado Springs with a great text on the MyPillow text line. A conservative Democrat in Chicago is like a moderate Ayatollah. All right, there's a lot to break down here. Big breaking news Wednesday. We'll roll along here in the ReliefFactor.com studios, 800-655-MIKE. China is exploiting weaknesses in our U.S. patent system, stealing our inventions and technology, and we are helping them do it. Watch Innovation Race now on demand or buy the DVD at SalemNow.com. MyPillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You've helped MyPillow become one of the most extraordinary success stories in America today. Well, now Mike Lindell wants to give back exclusively to you, a Mike Gallagher listener. The Percale and Giza Dream Bed Sheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're on sale now for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code MikeG. Order today because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable. They have a cool, crisp feel made from the finest cotton on earth. Comes with a 10-year warranty, a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this amazing offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order today. Get them while they're hot. Call 800-928-6034. 800-928-6034. Use the promo code MikeG or call 800-928-6034. 800-928-6034. Or go to MyPillow.com. Look for the Mike Gallagher Radio Special Square. Click on that box. And with anything you order, be sure to enter the promo code MikeG. MyPillow.com. Promo code MikeG. MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G, or call 800-928-6034, like we love to sing. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G. Portions of the following program may contain pre-recorded material. This is your source for breaking news and what to make of it all. This is the Mike Gallagher Show. Joe Biden is losing his ability to speak. By the way, you docs are good, but there's any angels in heaven, they're all nurses, male and female. And you'll probably sound like that, too, if you make it to Joe Biden's age. We will also. The FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Now, from the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike Gallagher. I often say that it's hard to distinguish the big things from the little things, the things that matter versus the things that don't. I often think of the the late, great Charles Krauthammer, who wrote a book called Things That Matter. And, you know, we get distracted by so many little things. I I saw in the Daily Beast uh, earlier today, there was a headline, Trump doesn't pay the overtime fees of the police officers who work his rallies. Anybody who knows Trump knows how extraordinarily loyal he is to law enforcement, how pro-police he is. In fact, I traveled and did some coverage of some a number of his rallies, and he always made it a point to stop and thank the police officers who were working his events. But there's the Daily Beast with a, uh, you know, they think a gotcha moment. Uh, look at that. Trump is a deadbeat. He doesn't pay. He doesn't pay his bills. 
those are those are the kinds of things that the beast <laughs> wants you to be distracted by. But there are big things, really, really big things. And we've seen an unfolding scandal about COVID and the coronavirus that is really one of the most shocking scandals in the history of America. Um, Christopher Ray, the FBI director, joined Brett Baer yesterday on Fox News to also um, confirm that his agency, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, has concluded with moderate confidence that the virus did leak from the Wuhan virology lab in Wuhan, China. Here was FBI Director Ray yesterday on Fox News. The FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Let me step back for a second. You know, the FBI has folks, agents, professionals, analysts, virologists, microbiologists, etc., who focus specifically on the dangers of biological threats. Now, you know, a lot of people don't know what to do with this. The It's quite something to look at the pages of the New York Times where they're essentially saying, well, does it really matter now? Does it matter? The media is in a, is in a real pickle over this. And I was very, very, um, well, I was riveted by an article written by Jonathan Turley for the New York Post. Jonathan Turley, of course, is the uh, is the law professor. You see him on Fox News a lot. Um, he's an attorney professor at George Washington University Law School. He said he points out in his column recently that for years now, the media and government allied to treat anyone raising a lab theory as one of three possibilities: conspiracy theorist, or racist or racist conspiracy theorist. Academics joined this chorus in marginalizing anyone raising the theory. One study cited the theory as an example of anti-Chinese racism and, quote, toxic white masculinity. As as, As late as May of 2021, the New York Times science and health reporter was calling any mention of the lab leak theory as racist. As Jonathan Turley points out, this particular reporter embodies the model of the new advocacy journalism at the Times. Reporters who remained wedded to the dated view of objective journalism were purged from the ranks of the Times long ago. You see, this is the scandal. The scandal is the media has become so corrupt in its advocacy, that the American people have zero confidence or faith or trust in the American news media. And, of course, Biden accused Trump of fanning racism in his criticism of the Chinese government over the pandemic. And when Biden later revived an investigation Reluctantly, I'd add, into the origins of the virus, Biden denounced, uh, he was denounced, rather, as sugarcoating Trump's racism. This is, this is really about censorship. 
The scandal here is censorship. The media guaranteed that we did not have a full debate over the origins of the virus and attacked the anyone who had the temerity to state the obvious that there was a plausible basis for suspecting the Wuhan lab. And, and you know, Turley goes on to point out that the Twitter files revealed an extensive and secret FBI effort to censor citizens on social media. This included undisclosed efforts by people like Adam Schiff to get Twitter to ban a columnist and target critics. In a House hearing, Democratic leaders like Representative Jamie Raskin called for more censorship and opposed investigations into the censorship efforts. Biden previously called for more censorship and accused big tech of killing people by not censoring more views that were deemed COVID misinformation. Jonathan Turley points out the opposite is true. By suppressing alternative scientific and policy views, the public was denied a full debate over mask efficacy, vaccine side effects, COVID origins, and other important issues. Many of these questions are only being recognized as legitimate and worthy of debate. Censorship does not, as Biden claims, save lives. It is more likely, he says, to cost lives by protecting approved views from challenge. It does not foster the truth any more than it fosters free speech. Whatever the origin of COVID-19 may be in China, the origins of our censorship scandal is closer to home. It's a really smart analysis of the biggest scandal that I'm, I'm not kidding you I this is the giant the, the biggest scandal I've ever witnessed as an adult with 62 years on this planet the way the left has embraced censorship and a totalitarian way of shutting down any view that questions the narrative is disgraceful it's appalling it's corrupt and it should be criminal We're going to kind of focus on that theme and stick around as we roll along on this Wednesday episode of The Mike Gallagher Show. Great to have you here Wednesday, the 1st of March, 2023, here in the ReliefFactor.com studios. Our number, as always, 800-655-MIKE. So-called criminal justice reform is endangering your right to own a gun. Find out how you can protect your family by reading In Defense of the Second Amendment, new from Regnery Publishing. everyone if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault listen up we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth call 800-702-5400 i'm here with spokesman john wolf so john tell everyone listening who should call right now well maria first off thank you for having me here it's always nice to answer the listeners questions now as far as who should call in Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
Mike Gallagher. Every day, Mike visits with Mark Davis, morning host on 660 AM, The Answer in Dallas. Here's today's Eminem experience. Thought we'd throw some love to the Windy City, Mike, because those voters have at least some degree of wisdom. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. Huh? Every once in a while. You are correct, sir. Lord. Okay. Lori Lightfoot, it's it's a nonpartisan election, meaning nobody runs as an R, nobody runs as a D. There are like 10 people running, and if somebody gets 50.0, one vote more than 50%, you're the next mayor of Chicago. In a busy field, people thought there would be a runoff, but they surely thought that Lori Lightfoot would make that runoff, being one of the top two. She was a distant, distant third, and the, 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 the competition will now be behind former Chicago Public Schools CEO Paul Paul Vallis and Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson. They had 39, or excuse me, 33 and 20 percent respectively. And Lori Lightfoot, the first mayor to fail to get re-election in Chicago in more than 40 years, got 17 percent. Wow. It was a landslide. Wow. And and incidentally, don't get too excited about Paul Vallis. Check out what he said no. about Ron DeSantis recently. <laughs> no, I don't, nobody, DeSantis, nobody should pretend. Go ahead. Go he's ahead. a fascist and he's I a know, horrific know, human know. being. I mean, I know. And this is a weird thing because the, the, the FOP, the, the local police union, endorsed him. Um, and then they invited DeSantis. And then he denounced DeSantis. So it's just kind of strange. It's typical Chicago politics. I mean, yep. it's always the that's that's how they roll. But golly, what a what a glorious um, rebuke of wokeism. Incidentally, Lori, Lori Lightfoot was asked apparently this morning uh, if she was treated unfairly, and her answer was. Well, I'm a black woman in America, of course. Treated unfairly by whom? By, well, I have no question. No question. I'm no I mean, well, I mean let, let's make a You're possible no list. Kidding. By, by the media? Are you kidding me? She, <laughs> she, she checked both the black box and the gay box, meaning she was going to be absolutely coddled and revered and ushered through one of the most disastrous uh, t- uh, stewardships of a city in recent American history. And treated she unfairly. And she's treated, yeah, she's a black woman in America, Mark. So this is how this goes. This is really how this works. She campaigned as a black woman in America and she won. So she won as a black woman in America as, as, as crime skyrockets in Chicago. And she has, I mean, the, the stuff she has said, somebody put a compilation together that I saw of F. Clarence Thomas. She said that at a speech. Of course. I'd like to say to Donald Trump, uh, two words that start. I mean, she's a vile, really grotesque character. And even the voters of Chicago had enough of her. And believe me, this is not, Chicago is not a a red city. And they just can't stand it. I mean, there is a revolt going on in America, Mark. There's a revolt going on against wokeism. And we're seeing it everywhere. Look at the video that went viral yesterday of the black guy who who assassinated, who executed the white homeless guy in In St. St. Louis. Louis. Did you see that? I did. It's a guy sitting there in broad daylight, messing with a gun, loading it, messing with it for 25, 30 seconds. Everybody's watching Before before just blowing a guy's uh, brains out right there, sitting on a curb. 
They got their cell phone cameras out, and they're saying, look at that. Uh, look I at the know. guy. He's got a gun. And the I guy's know. standing there casually, and he's putting the bullets in the chamber, mm-hmm. and he's, he's loading the gun, and then he pulls the trigger, and he just puts a bullet in yeah. this poor guy's head and, and kills him. They, they, they've arrested him, thank goodness. But this is what's happening in the streets of St. Louis. It's what's happening in the streets of New York. It's happening in Baltimore. It's happening in Cleveland. It's happening in Chicago. And so, you know, one by one, cities are, are, are rejecting it. Voters are saying, oh. Okay, are Republican they? or Democrat, it doesn't matter. We're saying goodbye to this. Are, okay, I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so let me try to understand you. I I am really restraining any instinct to think that this is a burst of wisdom from Chicago voters that they reject Lori Lightfoot's politics. I think the next mayor of Chicago is just going to is going to look and sound just like her because it's Chicago. We're not no, going to get. I don't know. I don't I mean, know that that's uh, true. He uh, he has he has uh, the little bit I maybe know not just about like this guy, her, but it'll be the, the most he's, he's, he's more pro police. He's not he's not wanting to defund anybody. He's oh, not. So, so Eric Adams then, because oh, what a, what a great mayor yeah. he is in New York. Well, he's not yeah. a great mayor, but I would I'll, I will say that Eric Adams is a lot ahead of Better Bill De Blasio when it yeah, comes correct. to relationship with police, correct. and he's correct. and he's not Lori Lightfoot. So you know, I, there. But look at what's going on around us right now. I'm really encouraged today. I feel this great burst of inspiration looking around. Last night, Republicans and Democrats came together on Capitol Hill to identify the real nemesis for America, yeah. and that's China. Yes, I'm Congressman Mike Gallagher, no relation, great congressman from Wisconsin. He's chairing this very important committee. And there is it's a bipartisan effort, Mark. Yeah. For, for once, we're seeing not Republicans and Democrats trying to take each other's heads off. Yeah. But but identifying a very real threat to the United States. China's buying up farmland. China is is is. You know, flying spy balloons, all this crap. And and yep. look at what's in fact, there's this movie that, that we've been promoting over at Salem now. And it's a real important movie that everybody ought to see. Innovation race. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had a chance to see it yet? It's amazing. I'm aware of it and the dangers oh, of us wow. falling. Asleep. We have a guest what? tomorrow, I think, on that very subject about American Good. innovation, how we better keep we better keep pace. We better keep pace. China's exploiting weaknesses in our patent system. They're stealing our inventions, our technology. We're helping them do it. They could control 5G technology, which will control eventually, possibly, all our devices. you got to watch this movie, Innovation Race. It's available now on demand, or you can get the DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And, you know, you're a sports fan. I'm a sports fan. Look at, look at uh, LeBron James. Look at the NBA. Look at the way our, our own brands have climbed into bed with China and yeah. refused to say anything critical or negative. Oh, the they'll Chinese punish you Communist if you do. Party. It was it was not so long ago. The Houston Rockets executive who said, "Let's stand for Hong Kong," and boy, he was pilloried because right. the NBA NBA knows that it has to count out of China because it's such a massive market. So if 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 this movie and you and I all together identify uh, the economic rival that China is, and we identify the evil regime that China is, this is sort of my stroke your chin question of the day. As we've had a few days that you and I have chronicled of the narrative taking. A deeper root that oh shocker it did indeed come from a lab and that 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 clip you played yesterday of of John Stewart and Stephen Colbert people just loved that how could you possibly the, the name of the lab is Wuhan Institute of Virus. right so here's my right. question do you believe that the evils of China run sufficiently deeply that they would loose this thing on the world 
on purpose to cripple America and the West, even if it meant slaughtering so many of their own people. Here's what I know. They shut their border down so that no incoming travelers could enter China at the outbreak. And they opened their borders wide open to let people leave to head into Western Europe and everywhere they wanted to go, uh, which is extremely troublesome. I, you know, and I this they have this guest on Tucker has this woman on this virologist from China. She was on again the other night, and she was in the middle of it. She was in the room where it happened. Yep. Uh, and guess what? She says it's absolutely intentional. It was absolutely an effort to cripple the world economy. Um, and it was a it was a it was a brilliant scheme. That worked from, from that her perspective. Now that I don't know. I, I mean, if that's that. Oh would no, be I, don't, one I don't. I don't either. It's a, it's a speculative question, to be sure. So. But what? But what's not speculative is the scandal of media and government that we've seen here in the United States. You know, I we can't control what happens in Wuhan, China. But to see Jonathan Turley wrote a piece this week that we have posted at MikeOnline.com. Love him. The COVID lab leak is a scandal of media and government censorship. Yep. And and he kind of goes through. How they all were screeching, oh, anti-Chinese racism and toxic white masculinity. If you dared suggest, it might have sure. been a Wuhan lab leak. Sure. Um, and and the, the, incidentally, this the woman I was talking about, and Turley writes about her in his column, Dr. Li Meng Yan. She's a virologist mm-hmm. and former fellow at the University of Hong Kong. And she says, I can present solid scientific evidence that it was a man-made virus created in the lab. The left-leaning PolitiFact slammed her when she first appeared on Fox and gave her a liar, liar, pants on fire rating. Look at that. I mean, so 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 now Biden did it. Remember when Biden, of course, a- accused Trump of being anti-Chinese and a racist. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trump was, and incidentally, Trump was right all along. And, yes, and, he was. And, and Mark, let's dive in. You seen the latest po- presidential polling on the Republican side? It didn't even close. Nope. I think I think Trump trounces DeSantis by about thirty points. Anybody thinks Trump is done, you better think again. You're crazy. Do not They're write crazy. him off. Do not. Do write not. Him. Are you kidding me? One I of mean, my favorite. One of my favorite. Judge, before we hop in, because I want to get a political on a couple of things in CPAC. And I want to also tell yesterday. you about. Remind me to tell you about Brian Kilmeade in a, in a diner uh, somewhere the other day, and the, and the shock he got. So go ahead. I absolutely will. The, the last thing on Wuhan and China, and how everybody was saying things, and they were pilloried and other right. One of my favorite clips yesterday was CNN mocking and deriding. Rush Limbaugh for saying exactly true and plausible things. It was Rush with another own of CNN, this time from heaven. Okay, tell me the Kilmeade story. So he's in a diner somewhere, and, you know, Kilmeade, can, he can go off the rails. I mean, I, I hate to pick on broadcasters, but Brian's got some uh, some provocative things to say. So there he is in this diner, and let me hear a show of hands. Uh, you know, presidential sweepstakes, you're all excited about next to you. Oh, yeah, we're all excited, Brian. Who do you like? And he starts going, takes the microphone. You like Trump or DeSantis? Trump or DeSantis? Who do you like in this diner? And he's right. t- he takes the microphone. He goes up to person of Trump. Trump, 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 and Brad Kilmeade had this look of shock on his face like he just fully expected DeSantis would have quite the show. In fact, he goes to a woman with a DeSantis t-shirt on and says, who do you like? She says, Trump. I think between Trump and DeSantis, probably Trump. That's tremendous. It's wild. It was just a moment that I'm telling you, a lot of Americans will tell you this moment as we sit here, as we sit. Trump's the only guy that can save this country. 
And I, I'm not sure they're wrong. Not sure eh, they're wrong. I, I don't, I'm not either. And there are a lot of folks who, I, I think a lot of those folks in that diner would have said, DeSantis, nice young man, good governor of Florida, and he may have the skill set. But guess what? Sitting right next to him is Trump, a guy who we know has the skill set. One difference you, between them, DeSantis not going to CPAC. Trump is. Trump will be a huge rock star on Saturday. The reason DeSantis ain't going, I think it's pretty clear. He doesn't want the side-by-side who got the bigger applause kind of thing right now. Also, well, see, that's go- Going to CPAC, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ted Cruz, Elise Stefanik. Not going. Kevin McCarthy. Why Why? Why not? I think he, Kevin McCarthy would be received very well at CPAC. Why wouldn't he go? I don't know, but I, I, I do no, no, no. understand your point. You make a really smart point about this, how smart and savvy DeSantis is politically. Because he does know he's light years behind Trump right now in the polling. So and sit he tight, does not, keep the powder dry. And, and don't forget, they do a big straw poll at the end of CPAC every year. Uh-huh. And I'll guarantee you... Oh, Trump, Trump will is, be huge. He, Trump will dominate that thing. He I, will, I and, and, and people are resenting... I mean, somebody just texted from Oklahoma listening to us how Fox News is cramming DeSantis down our throats. I mean, it's become yeah. all Ron DeSantis all the time. And that now, may, I mean, and I don't want to say that may backfire in a way that has huge real world consequences a year from now. But I, I think I think people are on to they're on, well, you, the reason the, the Kilmeade story. Kilmeade works for a company that is really interested in having America turn the page away from Trump rather than just giving the choices to America and letting voters decide. True, so. and it, and, it, and yeah. by the way, tr- kill me for the record was in a uh, Florida diner. That's where yeah. He I was, was. going to say, was, but what was it was a planned Florida. event, or did he pick wake up after you know eating a burger and and start you know working the crowd know. with a mic? He was How in a diner. I don't I don't know if it was a town hall. He went to some <laughs> diner. I don't know. All I know is don't bother me the rest of the week. Closing arguments today in the Alec Murtaugh. Oh God, here oh, we go. True crime. True crime. Mike has other plans. Uh, I'm in the you, rabbit okay. hole. Can't get thirty out. seconds. Is this oh. guy is the is this guy guilty? Mike Gallagher. Yes, yes, okay, he gotcha. is. Right. Oh, are you kidding right. me? Yes, okay. he is. This okay. guy is a rotten, and it's. you want to see an, a psychopathic narcissist on yep. display? Yep. It's this guy. It's okay. scary to know there are people like this around that oh, breathe the same more air. More than you know. More than oh, you know. That's yep. what, that's what, so get the popcorn out, and uh, <laughs> okay. we'll see what happens. So. All right, happy, uh, and I'm off to New York, so I'll talk to you tomorrow from New York. Very I, cool. I, I have overdosed. I'm, I've, I've broken oh, is the this record. Your, it's your glut of Broadway plays. What do you tell? What are you going to do? Shows, four shows in four days. It's not enough. It's <laughs> it's not enough. Well, it's not enough. Get, I, can nope. I get five in? Hey, Saturday is a two show day. I can get a matinee and a, and an evening performance in. I'll tell you all about it later in the well, week. I know he will. We will expect <laughs> nothing less, and we love it. Download the podcast and hear all of Mike and Mark's conversations at mikeonline.com for the M M&M and M experience. enjoy the M&M experience. Hope you do too. Thanks very much for joining us. Have a great day. Be safe and keep fighting the good fight. I'm Mike Gallagher. God bless America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.